What up, what up, what up, party people? It's Miss Lorene, and this is... Keela. Keela is going to tell you about our very special camp coming up on November 4th through 6th. What are, where are we going? What is it? We are going to Sierra Nevada Journeys to do all these cool things like Montreal, trail walks, and so much more. That was so funny is you didn't even tell them where we was going. We're going to Camp Hack the Woods 3, right? Yeah, that's oh, right. Yeah. We, got, we, got to, we got to throw that in there. Yeah. So if you want to know more information, you can join us this Thursday for Camp Info Night. Uh, I believe it's starting at 6, right? Yeah, 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 okay. it is. So six, make sure if you want to join us on the fourth that you get registered and we get those waivers in. And then we will see you on Thursday to tell you more about Camp Hack the Woods 3 and to answer your questions. So see you on Thursday, right? Yes, ma'am. All right. Peace. Baby. We in here. Yeah, we in here. Y'all better get comfortable with saying black. We in here, yeah, we in here. Black versus the Board of Education. Cause we came here, we're now. We in here, yeah, we in here. Cause we came here, we're now. And you know That's why we are indeed a whole mood. That's it. Happy, happy Monday. It is Black versus the Board of Education. My name is Miss Laureen, your hostess with the mostest, and I welcome you into this space as usual. Uh, but before we get the conversation started, you know how we do. We got to kick it to the co-host for their introduction. So let's, for today, I want to start with Sam. Go on and pull Sam up. Hey, 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 Sam, go ahead and introduce yourself. Hello, my name is Samuel. I am 12. I'm in sixth grade. I like the Warriors. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to need a little more personality because it's Monday and you know how everybody gets down on Monday. People are not quite awake and we're going to wake them up real quick. So let me go ahead and pass it over to Miss Jada. Hey, y'all. My name is Jada. I am a homeschooled senior here in the Elk Grove area. And it's so good to be back. Can't wait to talk about today. Awesome, awesome, awesome. And Jalen, bringing up the rear, go ahead and say hey, hey, hey. Hello, uh, my name is Jalen. I am a college student, and uh, I'm excited for today's topics. You are excited. Well, I certainly hope you're excited because we have a lot to talk about. And I was going to wait to introduce our guest, but I want to bring you into the conversation because it's important since you're sitting here that we don't leave you out. So please, please, please go ahead and introduce yourself. My name is Tamiko Heim. I'm a candidate for District 5, Sacramento City Council. <laughs> there you go. That's the right way to welcome them here to Black versus the Board of Education. And today we're talking about civic engagement and our responsibility. And I think it's only fitting that we have someone running for office that's looking for some votes so we can talk about our responsibility and how we engage in that process. But before we do that, we have a few uh, things that we need to clear off the calendar because I neglected to do them last week. I want to send a very happy 18th birthday to our uh, one of our techs behind the scenes, Adrian. He celebrated, <laughs> he celebrated his 18th birthday last week on the 17th. So happy, happy birthday to Adrian. Uh, Jada, you and I, along with Miss Kayla, we went in uh, and Nevaeh, and husband. Nevaeh. Okay, yes. we went down to the uh, Black Open House at Berkeley. Come on, yes, tell me did. something good about it. Um, something that was really good about it was the fact that I know that a lot of UCs have a very small Black population, um, because all the Black people like to go over to HBCUs. But what I liked about UC Berkeley specifically was was that it was a UC where the Black community was more connected. I met with a lot of black girls who were talking about their experience as black students on UC Berkeley. They had a lot of issues they talked about, but they had a lot of ups. And I think what made me want to go there was how close and tight knit they were. And I think that's because they were such a small community. And once you find your people, you kind of want to stay with your people. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I look forward to filling out my application, et cetera, et cetera. Well, shout out to uh, Michaela and Trinity and Shanice. Because they came from Black Youth Leadership Project mm -hmm. and they're working with the um, BRRC and I don't know what the acronym is right off the top of my head because I forgot. Um, but they are there and uh, I know Michaela is working on K-12 through recruitment. And so the way that they took in the, the girls from BYLP and kind of showed them around, they got to tour the dorms. They mm -hmm. went to... They had such beautiful dorms. Oh, they were so pretty. I, I mean... 
I guess. I mean, oh, and they I were really nice. Matter. You know, they were I'm like, like uh, who gonna pay for this? Right. That's why I said expensive. <laughs> What's the food plan well, they like? Were, they were in right. the they were in the suites, and so I guess for freshman mm-hmm. living, there were um, certain floors depending on certain ethnicities. So they were on the Afro floor, which is quite funny because a lot of white people like to uh, request to be on the Afro floor when they have everywhere else to be. So mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Okay. Just white people invading black spaces again. That's <laughs> <Okay>. new. <laughs> well, shout out to all 89 of those freshmen in, on the Afro floor that have at least four of our girls from BYLP uh, representing. So we're very, very proud of them. And Jalen, this weekend, we yeah. was seeing each other all weekend. Oh, my goodness. Come on, tell yeah. me something that, that happened this week. We had um, two different trainings. Thursday, we had our CPR training. So we are all CPR certified. CPR and AED. Oh. Come on. Don't forget that because we, we sat here. We got to, you know, yeah. put that together. All That's right. Uh-huh. And then <laughs> Friday and Saturday, we had all day youth peer mentor training. So we're all youth peer mentor. Uh, facilitator training. Facilitators. So that's so basically what we can do is we can facilitate youth peer mentor groups. And just some of the topics that we talked about uh, and just seeing everybody so vulnerable. It was a, it was a new way to see the team and, uh, it was great, great conversations that we had. Um, everybody was able to express and had the mm-hmm. everybody felt comfortable enough to to share their vulnerabilities with each other. And made cry. us more. He, that, yeah. So uh, just real quick, shout out to Tevin who made the girls cry. Yeah. All of them at the same time. He gonna give us some type of. Yeah. <laughs> I knew that was coming uh, because uh, you know. They they had made a made a bet and they said that uh, Tevin would be the one who wouldn't be able to facilitate a mediation or meditation. I'm sorry, uh, and uh, he came through and had all the girls crying. So shout out to Tevin. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had to eat crow. <laughs> yes, they did. So you know we're gonna switch gears because we like to include our guests. And so we just met Miss Heim. Yes. You are running for Sacramento City Council. So tell us a little bit about you. Where where are you from? Where I'm from. I'm from Sacramento, born and raised, is where I spent my days. Uh Uh-oh, come Um, on. (laughs) I am from Lincoln Village, actually. I'm from east and the south. Uh My other side of the family lived in the south side, so... I am used to these streets. <laughs> okay. All right. She said she got a little street cred in, in, in space. Just a little. Uh-huh. And so tell me, um, why did you want to run for city council? You know, it's funny. It's a, this is a long process. Um, I never actually saw myself running for anything. I've always worked behind the scenes and working with different people, working with kids, working with different friends who had different programs, pushing them forward, was on different boards, you know, Mm -hmm. just working with women, make sure women had their voices heard, all these things um, in political world and all kinds of stuff, even um, working at the polls, making sure people voted. And so this past year, um, because I'm an active transportation commissioner, um, I was on a call with um, the commission, the council member staff, you know, just talking about active transportation. And we were talking about the redistrict, the redistricting of the district five. And they were telling me there was, there's, you know, the person who I was going to support is no longer running anymore. And I was like, oh, wow. Um, you know, and this, who was that? So, cause I'm nosy. At the time it was um, Kendra Reed. She is a planning commissioner. Okay. And so, um, for me, that was kind of devastating because, you know, we are a diverse community. And so I really looked, wanted to see someone of um, some type of ethnic background just really working for that community. Mm-hmm. And then when I saw the redistrict, it, when I saw the lines and where they went to, like the further street being Valley High Drive, I knew that I needed to jump in this race because I knew that area. Mm-hmm. I know the people. I worked in some of these streets. And so I wanted to make sure that they were represented and represented well. Awesome. And so, Samuel, do you have a question? I want to make sure we pull you in, too. Do you have a question? Yes. Uh, so my first question is, what to- what are your principles or principle in, all- in your campaigning? And what is, like, your most important value in your campaign? So when you're saying, are you asking my top three things, what I really, truly want to do for the districts? I'm asking, like, what values do you uh, pride yourself on? Of my values. So my values is always family. Um, and so with family, 
for me, that means community, right? So like I said earlier, I'm from Lincoln Village and Lincoln Village is truly a family. When I was growing up, there was only so many black families and we all knew each other and nobody went hungry. So, um, so when I decided to run for the council, it just so happened to be not too far after my mom had passed away. And then when my sister and I were doing my mom's funeral and her repast, Lincoln Village came through for me. They came, they put food, they cleaned my house, anything that I needed, they came through and did it. And so I wanted to make sure that I was in the best position to give back to the community that I currently live. And so that's what really truly pushed me even more. Are you still in Lincoln Village right now? No. Oh, okay. No. All right. But Uh everybody has moved because of displacement. Majority of the family members that lived in Lincoln Village because of the Mather Air Force Base closing have all dispersed around town. And so, you know, my neighbors currently are my village. You know, somebody actually tagged my fence the other day. And so one of my neighbors came through, cleaned my fence. Somebody ran into my fence. Somebody sent another neighbor sent someone to fix my fence. So that, to me, that's community. So Are you community. on a corner? Mm-hmm. You must be. Mm-hmm. So I got a lot of fence line. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so community community shows up, and so I wanted to be the one to show up for them as well. Okay, that's what's up. Miss Jada? Oh, um, I was just saying that that was what's up. You know, I feel like community is a big thing, and I feel like a lot of people who put themselves in higher positions of powers sort of forget where they came from and sort of forget their community and I think that it's really cool how you want to exhibit that same care and love that your community showed you absolutely. and you want to give back and I think that's pretty cool absolutely and it's funny because I'm like I mentioned earlier that I'm on a commission I'm an active transportation commissioner mm-hmm. and how that started was simply because I moved into the community and a friend of mine wanted to get across the street to Curtis Park and and we we did have a crosswalk mm-hmm. we had one they took it away and it just wasn't safe and so we decided to start a neighborhood association. We then partnered with the children's home, then partnered with a PBID, which is a business district, the Franklin business district, and bugged the current council member's office until we got that crosswalk. And we wanted the fancy one. We want the lights flashing and everything. Because <laughs> Sutterville is busy. It is. And so in order for my community, who does not have a park, to get into Curtis Park, we needed that crosswalk. And so we got the crosswalk and so from then that's when I ended up on the commission well it just seems weird why wouldn't you have a crosswalk like some of the some of the things that we we take for granted Mm -hmm. um we don't realize how important they are Mm -hmm. until they're not there exactly and so what you're showing by what you just what you just described is civic participation you held the person who is responsible for that area uh, you held them accountable until you got what you needed. And we need to see more of that. Jalen, do you have a question? I do. So what what area is District 5? Oh, it's crazy now. Okay. <laughs> so now um, we would say District 5 is from Oak Park. Okay. Um, like up to like the 50. Mm. All the way to like Valley High Drive. But because somebody, because there was some, at your sketch stuff going on, um, it curves in and out, and we kind of ride the county and the freeway all the way down. We even have, oh, you guys are kind of young. Remember Cowskate mm-hmm. Simmons Center? Cowskate, yeah, I think. No, you don't. No, no, no. <laughs> I think <laughs> that's in the district now. Oh, it wasn't before. No, oh. that was District Eight. So we used to include places like Curtis Park, Lamb Park, and some Park, but now we have. Um, a lot of uh, Franklin Boulevard, which is a lot of the Najee Parkway now, it's Phoenix Park, and um, some of that area that was not in the district at all. And, and so we go a lot. North Laguna? Some, North Laguna, yes. Which is, think about how far that is from Oak Park. I know. I'm just like, North yeah. Laguna. So that must not be part of Elk Grove City. No. So where does North Laguna stop at? <laughs> I mean, you know, I could pull up trying- a map, but it's like one of those things, <laughs> like no joke. It is truly one of those things where if you are not, and this is another way to really truly get engaged in your civic duties, right? Um, the city has a tons of boards and commissions. 
But in this case, when they did the redistricting, this was done by another party. And so these were volunteer people who went in and decided to do redistricting. So it could have been anybody, random people decided to volunteer and they drew these maps. And so they cut up parts of Meadowview, parts of Valley High, and as you can see now, Laguna, and put them all into District 5, which it would never have been in before. And and so when you say that, when you talk about redistricting, you know, mm -hmm. a couple of weeks ago, there was some audio that was leaked out of Los Angeles. Yeah. With their Los Angeles councilman. Yeah. And what you heard mm -hmm. was a lot of anti-Blackness, mm -hmm. a lot of going after marginalized groups. Mm -hmm. um, and so they were doing it to make sure that they could retain mm -hmm. the voting power in, in that district. Mm -hmm. So when you're talking about they got real etch and sketch, mm -hmm. is, I mean, and I, of course, I don't want to um, assume people's motives. But when you say they got etch and sketch, that's what you're kind of describing. Yeah, because really, I don't want to assume their motives either, either. And I don't know the necessarily know all the people, all the players in the room. But um, just for me being from Sacramento, and me knowing these communities, I would have never put these communities together. Mm, okay. Samuel says he has another question. Okay. Um, my question was, I know you said because the candidate you wanted to vote for dropped out, so you decided to run. But what what was your really your drive to get into politics? My drive, just truly giving back to the community. I was born and raised in Sacramento, mm -hmm. and I raised my daughter here um, like you. She went on a college tour years ago, though. She went to University of Kansas. Hmm. And Ooh, then Jayhawks, Jay yes. <laughs> Rock Chalk. And then okay. she um, went off to Boston, went to Simmons for graduate school. Mm. So um, I raised my daughter here. We, she is actually graduated from the only um, Sacramento City School, you know, in de or dependent charter in District 5 currently, um, which is new technology. Okay. So she graduated from new technology. And, you know, I raised her here. We I had head start. I did start. So I understand, I know after school programs. I know the needs of those things. I know what it is to live in this city. I know how to get, how hard it is to get around this city. Mm -hmm. um, if you are a person who, like for myself, I've worked for the state for 20 years. And parking downtown when I used to be an account clerk too was expensive. So I would have to drive my daughter to someone's house and then get on a bus to, you know, get downtown so I didn't have to pay to park. And I just want that to make that stuff better. Um, it, it, it just has to be more manageable for us. And if we want to continue on this train of making things equitable, we have to look at things like that. Yeah. And, you know, I, I like to kind of um, push the envelope a little bit. Yeah. So kind of walk with me real quick. <laughs> so a lot of times um, I see that there are black candidates who run mm -hmm. and then they get into position and they start acting funny mm -hmm. um, and you can't get a hold of them. They don't think that they're beholden to the community. They think that um, black constituents treat them harsher than their mm -hmm. counterparts. And so my question to you would be, if you were to be elected into this position, what type of access could, would the community be able to have? to hold you to right mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. the second part to that is um when black folks come to you and they tell you that you acting funny mm -hmm. what will your response then be well one thing is access to me is not hard my phone number is on the website um so anybody want to get a hold of me they can and i joke that i'm kevin bacon i am seven degrees from somebody mm -hmm. anybody can get a hold of me any kind of way and i have all anybody can tell me I'm acting funny and I'll reevaluate myself. I don't take that personally. Good. As long as it's not in disrespect, <laughs> I don't take it personally because well, I know. am from Lincoln Village. So as <laughs> long as you ain't disrespecting me, then hey, I'll take it. I have no problems. And it's just funny because I spent 16 years at the state capitol. Right? Yeah. And I've watched um, black elected officials basically hold black staff 
to different mm. levels of accountability. I've watched them actively not hire black staff. I've mm. watched them talk down on black folks. Mm -hmm. And so what type of office are you hoping to, to craft once you get in there or if you get in there, what is their hiring going to look like? So my district is very diverse. So my, I expect my office to look like my district. Mm -hmm. Honestly, I expect my staff to look my, like my district. I expect it to represent my district. Um, and, you know, with the Etch-a-Sketch of the district, the numbers are all over the place. Mm -hmm. But I look to pretty much mirror my district. Okay. And that's fair. Um, it just seems like um, when we're talking about the office makeups, mm -hmm. it just seems like it's the same people getting recycled over and over again. Um, we're looking for people with specific, you know, experience, because mm -hmm. a lot of times what we think or what I've seen mm -hmm. is that elected officials, especially the ones that come to the Capitol, they don't know what they don't know. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. so they tend to recycle the same mm -hmm. staff over again to help get them up to speed. Do you think you're up to speed enough or would you need to rely on that type of pipeline um, to um, operate your office? Well, I. With the city, of course, you won't because I'm coming from state service and going into local. Um, I will need some help. But at the same time, everybody's going to have a transitioning process. Um, I think that um, I am going to need some transition. But as far as getting up to speed on I know what it looks like to how after schooling looks. I know what a budget looks like because I was a budget analyst for years. Mm -hmm. I know how infrastructure should look like because I'm currently an infrastructure planner. So I, I mean, I, I may be coming into city politics with a handicap, but I definitely can jump right in. Jada, you have a question? Um, one that sat in the back of my mind, it's not coming to the front. Come back to me. Jada? I have it. It's on the tip of my tongue. What would be your biggest thing that you want to change? Change. I think um, the biggest thing for me, especially coming out of um, COVID, is really focusing on how to upskill people and make sure they have that digital divide, like get that digital divide down. You know, we have a lot of people who um, dropped off of the workforce um, because they didn't have access. I even had a staff member that I had to find a computer for, a laptop for when we had to go home from the state. So I truly want to work with, partner with different programs in order to make sure to make sure that we have that under control so that when we're going for these, uh, you know, workshops and I have these different, you know, employers coming in, helping people get their jobs, I want to make sure that they're fully, fully prepared. So, um, economics is key to me getting people jobs is key to me so just making sure that we have that have that together uh the question that came to my yeah. mind uh it's a two-part question uh -huh. that's okay um my first question would be what are some things that you notice that are that is wrong that's happening in the black community and what do you have control over that you can change about that hmm. a cup one of the things i noticed is we don't talk about money Hmm. <laughs> right yeah we don't talk about money um why do you think that is why we think why is because i think there's trauma associated with us talking about money or we don't have none well i think sometimes we have it mm. and we just don't know how to ap apply it interesting hmm. okay tell me more um i think we have a hard time um focusing on homeownership sometimes mm. and we go towards other things when we could be homeowners and we just don't know because we don't talk about money mm. um i think i will respectfully disagree on that point i um, think that we can't talk about homeownership if we don't have the money or the credit there's some people that's because we don't talk about money in in college when they first got there because nobody we don't told talk about money about you know, those interest rates and how that would right. negatively impact them. Right. Um, I think that a lot of times uh, the conversation of money has to go back to um, systemically what has happened Absolutely. around money Absolutely. Um, and about access for black, black people to certain resources. So Absolutely. when you have programs like 
the home, the new homeowners, no home buyers or whatever that was first time home buyers programs. Or yeah. you have uh, other things. We have to understand that historically um, those programs were reserved for other people, not True. really black people. True. And so to, to, I understand your, the point about not talking about money. We haven't had the education around money, but we're also at a bottom cast in this society and in this country I agree. Um, because of the, the wealth gap. And so we can't have conversations about money when you don't have money and you're not making money on the level of other folks to afford the things that people are telling you are part of the American dream when they've never really seen you as American. But I will say this. Mm -hmm. At the age of 26, Mm -hmm. I bought my first home. Only reason why I bought the home is because I thought everybody should be buying home because most of my family owned homes, right? Mm -hmm. I just thought it was a thing to do. I saw it. I thought it was a thing to do. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. I didn't have the conversation about how to do it. I just thought about I was supposed to do it. Mm-hmm. Had I had the conversation, I could have avoided some of my interest rates being higher mm-hmm. because I would have known the conversation about the credit. I would have known how to manage credit card debt. I would have known all that, mm-hmm. but we didn't talk about that. I just know that you're supposed to own, right? Right. So I, what I did differently with my daughter is I started that conversation early. Mm-hmm. Um, what I think is, of course, it should. I think we should have more in-depth stuff about this in school. But 100%. at the same time, I started that conversation early with my daughter. So because I started the conversation early with her, and then she went to things like um, Black Chamber of Commerce's entrepreneur program, and they have those talks about um, credit and all that good stuff. She looks at money differently. Mm-hmm. So she knows because she's an author and she's got a deal. So she knows, oh, I have an agent. I have to get an accountant. Mm -hmm. I have to get a financial, financial advisor. Mm -hmm. But had we not had those conversations early, Mm -hmm. had she not been exposed to certain things? Exposure. Yep. We wouldn't have had, we wouldn't have, she wouldn't be able to do that. Mm -hmm. And had I not seen home ownership or known that I could ask for that Mm -hmm. home ownership or purchase a home, then I would not have done it. Right. And so first time home buyer programs are always there. Your lender tells you about it. Yeah. You don't have to seek them. Mm-hmm. So I just think conversations about money should start early so that we're all exposed and we can do better. Right. And I think that conversations like these, though, they should also be encouraged within the household. They should Absolutely. also be encouraged in schools. Absolutely. They don't talk a lot about this. And so we kind of just. They like to prepare us for the academic future, yes. but they don't like to prepare us for the like the future as a whole. Right. They kind of just send off young adults in there to just figure it out along the way while they're in their young adulthood when it should be something that's taught early so that when they get into the young adulthood, they're not confused. They're not right. asking questions. They should have a good gist of how to figure it out. Exactly. Because when it, my daughter went to KU and they came with that credit card statements mm-hmm. and say, hey, mm-hmm. you can get this, you can get that. If you sign up for this credit card, she already had in her mind, okay, wait a minute, credit card, my credit, all this stuff is circling for her yeah. mm-hmm. because she, we had the conversation early. She was exposed to different programs in Sacramento. Mm-hmm. And so conversation was different for her. Gotcha. Sam is trying to jump in here. Okay. I'm sorry, Sam, go ahead. So I had my second question was, oh, how would you, in one word, how would you describe the city of Sacramento and how would you mm. like to change it? Mm. Ooh, he gave you one word. <laughs> one word pick crazy. wisely, pick wisely. I can't even think of one word. So. <laughs> Man. Sacramento. Ooh. Um, oh. One word. We're going to let you think about it. Yeah. We're going to let her think about it. It's hard to put Sacramento in one word. Sacramento is yeah. something, man. <laughs> you said something is yeah. something. That's your one word? That's not one word. You got to talk about parts. <laughs> yeah. What part are we park. talking about exactly? <laughs> and I just want to acknowledge the comments that are in our um, our chat. We do see you. Uh, I love that making life better for those striving to survive. Absolutely. And my 24 year old just said last week, high has taught me nothing to survive. Oh, high school. I'm assuming. Um, high school. Yeah, it I hasn't. I so you think of your word. You think of your word. Cause like, Sam's going to expect an answer. Sam's going to expect an answer. 
Um, I remember in elementary school, they they were teaching money. You know, mm-hmm, you used to mm-hmm. count money. For math, they, yeah. They mm-hmm. brought us checks. Mm-hmm. They showed us how to write mm-hmm. checks. We could deposit them in the class bank. Mm-hmm. And Y'all got checks? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. We did, we did, we did. We yeah, did. we could buy stuff. I remember that, yeah. We only got but dollars. My understanding yeah, that's what I had, dollars. remained very elementary, but I was always good at budgeting. Mm. And so I mm. I agree that that conversation needs to be had. But I also want us to be very, very clear about the landscape of what um, generational wealth looks like and how we don't have any. But that needs to be a part of the conversation. And so does reparations. No, no, and I agree with that, too. Absolutely. But that needs to be a part of the conversation. I think no conversation about money. It can't it has to start with. Why? Why? Right. And that's that's what I'm trying to so oh, we yeah. were basically saying almost yeah. the same thing. Yeah. The conversation is needed, but the why has to be understood as well. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And the color of money is a great book. If anybody uh wants to go out and read that, the color of money, uh black banks in the American system. One United. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> come on, black, black bank. bank. <laughs> come on, black bank. I hear you. I hear you. Uh I got on still waiting on that one okay. word. One word. Gosh. Uh, if but, you had to Pick a word for Sacramento while oh, Tamiko is. I got it. Oh, you got it. Okay, okay. good. Because okay. it's, it's about to be nice. pretty simple, but I'm gonna say growing. Huh? Oh, that's nice. And, it, and, and <laughs> okay. but I'm a I'm gonna give you in different different aspects. Growing in knowledge, growing in capacity, and growing in just mm. craziness. I, <laughs> I would say growing in the murder rate. Uh, oh, no, got a point. I'm not because it's exploding right now. And, yeah. and oh, I did, I was going to segue into this, but that was just a nice way. Um, so <laughs> growing so the murder rate is, is yeah. growing in Sacramento. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's a lot of things that that could be attributed to. Mm-hmm. Um, what are your thoughts about that? And not only that, so the murder rate in the community is growing, mm-hmm. but we're also seeing last week, I believe one of the sheriff deputies uh, also killed a father who was having a, a mm-hmm. mental or a, a mental breakdown or a mm-hmm. mental episode. Mm-hmm. So you're seeing death all around you. What are you attributing that to? And what are you, should you be elected going to advocate for? Mm-hmm. So a couple of things. Um, a lot of times murder and robbery all some of that all goes hand in hand so it has to do with money i don't know why we money is on the top of my mind but that's what it goes into it goes into the economics of things and when you don't have it um you go get it hmm. um and when your communities are disturbed meaning um when you are shifted or displaced um you're trying to fight for that block um, so there's a number of things that are happening, um, that have been happening over the years. And that's, and that's what our, why our murder rate is rising uh, to me. Um, as far as the sheriff's deputy is concerned, we continuously have issues with trying to find the balance of mental care and police. Um, and for me, it's about accountability. Mm-hmm. It's about prevention. It's about just trying to figure out how do we do collect this data so that we're making sure that we have we're doing the right things when it comes to individuals that are having these episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a number of issues that go into that, um, which what the police say and what it, we all say, but we all need to have this conversation and come together and and really truly work to solve some of these problems. Mm-hmm. What I've been doing since, even though there's been some a lot of unrest on the street is weekly I've been doing the peace walks in Oak Park. Um, As I've been knocking on some of the doors on the weekend, I've heard a lot of community members say they would like to see something like that in their neighborhoods, like to see it expanded. Because when you're on the streets, um, it's just less likely for people to be where you are, right? Mm -hmm. If you're constantly moving around, if you're constantly, you know, seeing movement and liveliness happening, um, less people are likely to do something in your vicinity. Um, so how would I like to see it continue when I'm in office? Of course, talk to the individuals, talk to the different community-based organizations, see how they want to move forward, how they're moving now, and how can we help? 
um, talk with the police. How are you moving? How are you working with these community-based organizations? Let's work together. Um, talk with the police commission because we also have a police commission. Um, what are you seeking um, to make this accountability from the police work? Um, how do we put some teeth in this commission? All that stuff. That's what I'm looking to do. And that was going to be my next question. Has there been teeth added to the commission yet? Um, not, I, I don't see it, but um, I have been talking on offline with some other folks to see how that can be done. Gotcha. Um, and it's, it's so interesting. And so I, I want to uh, welcome those who just joined. We are uh, Black versus the Board of Education. We're talking about civic engagement and our responsibility. Our special guest today is Ms. Tamiko Heim. She is running for Sacramento City Council District 5. All right. All right. And so, <laughs> you know, it's, it's just very, very interesting the time that we're living in right mm -hmm. now. Um, we're seeing a lot of frustration on the streets. Um, we're seeing a lot of frustration um, at the school level, right, at the, with the school board. Um, and we're trying to figure out how can we stop this hemorrhaging? It seems like the people that are in place right now are not listening to the community. Mm -hmm. um, it seems that uh, folks forget that they work for the community and not for themselves. Mm -hmm. And then they get somebody like us coming in the door and we we trying to steamroll everybody. So, um I want to actually bring up uh, this clip from one of uh, the school board meetings that we went to last week, and I'm just going to bring it back to the room. I want to get your opinion on it, and uh, yeah, we're going to talk about it. So, uh, Tevin, could you play that clip, please? You want to cut me off? There's no time. You guys are into gifts, right? You guys got your gifts. This is my gift right here. My son is still here. You guys should be happy about that. But you guys haven't even told to check on check on anything. So how do you think that makes parents feel? Look at these parents that are in here that are sitting here to come to address stuff that's going on with their child or with their school or with this, with racism, everything else. We send our kids to school and we expect them to be safe. So that is the father of the young man, the young boy. I'm, I, I keep trying to adultify people. We're going to stop that. Yes. Uh, the boy from Monterey Trail High School. Um, he was hit in the head with a fire extinguisher twice and then kicked in the face. Um, nobody called his parent. And that was his father's first time going to the school board meeting with me. Um, and so a lot of times we bring parents into the room. We're trying to tell them, you know, your voice matters. Your voice is one of the strongest things um, th that you have mm -hmm. to affect change. Right. And so I'm trying to figure out why do we have to show up in that way in order to get somebody to listen. And, and you know, the frustration that he had, I thought he was going to knock me over. He was real strong with that swoop back, you know, and I'm trying to get out of his way, but um, the pain is palpable. Mm -hmm. And what I'm understanding from our community is black people are tired, sick and tired of being sick and tired. Mm -hmm. And so when you see, the emotions of mm -hmm. parents or community members coming because they feel like nobody cares. What would you say to them makes you different? Well, <laughs> I know where they're coming from. I can, I, I mean, my daughter wasn't harmed physically, but I know how it feels to not be heard by your principal. I know what it is not to be heard by your vice principal. Um, the reason why my daughter went to new, new technology is because I had to take her out of Kennedy. Mm -hmm. I had issues with the staff. Um, I had one part, one of the teachers and not to take away from what he's saying. One of the teachers didn't even want to call my daughter by her name, wanted to make up a name for her. And I'm going to just tell you, my daughter's name is Ariel. So I don't know how hard that could be. It's not, <laughs> but what she want to call her? He was calling her something all kind of name. It wasn't disrespectful. It no, was it just, I mean, what I mean is <laughs> it mean? was disrespectful. Yeah. He didn't call her her name, but it wasn't like he was calling. He wasn't calling her like the Out B of word her name, or something basically. crazy. Yeah. He was just calling her something other than her name. And so I had to go to the school and I tell y'all from Lincoln Village. And I was <laughs> like, so what you want to call her Kunta because I mean 
you, you wanted to call her Toby because her name is Kunta. Like I was trying to figure out how, how is this okay? How is this, you know, how are we supposed to get, a, get, get to the next point from this? And they didn't think it was that big of a deal. And the next thing that drew that, the next thing that flipped me off was when the vice principal told her, um, she went to a black student conference, black student union conference. Mm -hmm. I sent her with a note because I dropped her off at the conference and the vice principal told her it wasn't going to be excused because she was lying. She didn't go to the conference and she was just making it up. And so I had to then call <laughs> and then they didn't want to call me back. So then I got to go up, take my time off and go up there but then she finally called me back and I was like you lucky you caught me before I got on campus hmm. and I said I'm gonna need you to go and apologize to my daughter because you shouldn't be telling no student that they're lying mm -hmm. especially when I gave her a note my number was on there you could have called me and you decided not to right and so my daughter then calls me saying crying saying well miss I can't even think of her name called me she came and hugged me and apologized but if but the damage was the done. damage was done right. just like this young boy here if his he didn't have the father that he had to go up to the school and advocate for him if my daughter didn't have the mother that she had to advocate for her then she would be lost they would both be lost in this system right and there's nowhere to nobody to even show for nothing to show for it right and they didn't care mm -hmm. so i me personally i can say i i see you I know where you are. And if someone needs me to stand by and just be there to stand and hold you up, I can do that. Now there's a school board. I can't do anything other than be an advocate for you. Yeah. Because that's two different sets of mm -hmm. power, two different rules of engagement. Right. Right. Um, but we're seeing it more and more. And mm -hmm. so by the time, you know, elections come around, mm -hmm. People are pretty much sick of everybody oh, and yeah. they don't want to engage yeah. because they've been let down so many times. Mm -hmm. So if people are sitting on the sidelines and they're looking at your name and your opponent's name, mm -hmm. what sets you apart from your opponent? Mainly, um, actually having experience in the city, mm -hmm. actually being from here, having two decades in government. Mm -hmm understanding the ways of this city knowing how to get a hold of people i mean i i joke that i'm connected and i can get around but i have a lot of family members i can, you know i truly want to see what is i truly want sacramento to be better mm -hmm. i have nieces and nephews cousins that i truly need this city to be good for them so that is my whole goal. I don't have any kind of, I want to be mayor. I want to be a Senate person. No, I don't have none of that. Mm. I want to make this city better for people who look like me and for the people in my district, period. Period, period, Pooh. <laughs> <laughs> Jada, do you have any? Uh, so when you see the video of uh, Mr. Kwame um, at the school board meeting, what goes through your mind as a student because she also was taken out of Monterey Trail. <laughs> she was mm. taken out of Monterey Trail. Um, and so as you were watching uh, Mr. Curry, what goes through your mind? Um, I think I had, I had sat uh, and watched this with my mother. I wanted to cry, but I didn't because I didn't feel like crying in front of my mom. But <laughs> I didn't want to cry in front of my mom. But it was very emotional. And I think what really hit was when he said we could be talking about my kid like in a past tense mm -hmm. like he could not be here with me right now and I was like that is factual and the fact that something like he had to go through something like this that his son had to go through something like this on your campus and you guys are letting it go as if it was nothing that's scary as a black kid on the campus Absolutely. because it shows that you have no regard for me or my safety my life for that matter I could have like he could have died and nobody shows any regard. Mm -hmm. And he's talking about how, oh, they didn't, you know, you didn't call to check in on how we're doing, et cetera, et cetera. But you like to talk about, oh, we took it, like the campuses love to talk about, oh, we're there for the families right away. And we take, we make sure that we set up plans pronto as soon as like, 
don't lie to the don't right. lie to the public. I think there's a phrase what you're saving face. Like don't lie to the public when you have a family who's hurting and you have a family who's coming to you and they're feeling ignored and I feel like it's a slap in the face personally when somebody tells me that my voice is the strongest thing yet it keeps getting disregarded so many mm. times because it it feels like it's supposed to but the people who are in charge who have that ability to change and use my voice to change however they're doing their things they're not listening to me and so people like to tell me that my voice is important but if nothing is coming out of it it just makes me feel it just like a slap in the face like what can i do at this point so yeah watching that was very emotional um i can only imagine if that was my kid um i would <laughs> I, <laughs> yeah yeah, talk mm-hmm. about it. Yeah. yeah. No. <laughs> I, 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 I'm going to throw it to Sam. Sam, watching that little clip, because we could have played longer, because he, he actually went on top. Oh, he went over time. <sighs> but they were so concerned with him going over time yeah. that they kept cutting him they off. They kept cutting him off. Oh but that was that. the first time he had come. He had gotten up the, the strength to come, to come to a board meeting. And they indulged him maybe for four or five minutes, but they were like, we really need you to sit down. We really need. Did but anybody come to him after? We'll talk about that. Oh. Samuel. <laughs> okay. Um, what I feel about that as a student, I'm like, so, so you didn't even reach out. So you didn't say anything. You were like, Hey, is he okay? Hey, is he don't No, You just said, Hey, can we just ignore this and just leave it alone and hope it goes away? I mean, like, we can put out a statement and then, like, can we just leave a it A public away? statement. Uh, 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 quick side note. I'm tired of those those district, those school statements. Well, we don't condone this. Right. We don't condone that. It's, it's just like it's the same wording every single time. We don't condone this or that. We don't condone this. This isn't our part of our character. Nobody cares. Of course, it, if if it's not a part of your character, it shouldn't happen on campus. Right. Mm-hmm. It's like they all have the same phrase. It's like yeah. they were each given the same script and they're each reading from it every time. We don't condone this. This 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 never happens. Don't say never because it just happened. So what are we going to do to fix it? And I think that seeing a a black, just a black man in general break down like that, mm-hmm. because when you see the black community, I see black men as something powerful. When my dad cries, it makes me emotional because mm-hmm. sometimes I hardly ever see him cry because he just has this super strong facade. And mm-hmm. seeing a black man break down like that over their child, it made me emotional, you know, and mm-hmm. it's like Superman and that his son was his kryptonite and it just hit him. Mm-hmm. And it was come on, kryptonite. Right. <laughs> Jalen. <laughs> so I got to watch uh, the a lot of the clip when I was I got into the office and I was watching a lot of the clip and it was it was crazy because this is somebody that I know you know I got to know him I got to know both of them actually really well um, and to see how he was pushing even after the the fact of him getting his altercation. And then coming to the office and still trying to put a smile on his face and just trying to have fun with us, it it hits because it's like, man, he even with this thing that happened to him, he's still pushing through it. And they still trying to be strong for everybody, even though how maybe how he's physically feeling. And I just feel like the school was more concerned about the negative publicity that it that they were getting because mm-hmm. the the video went viral instead mm-hmm. of the safety of the kid mm-hmm. because I don't know if you know uh they they sent the paramedics away they did what they sent the paramedics away saying that he just passed out not mentioning that he got knocked in the head twice and kicked in the face the um the school officials basically lied to them on site saying that he passed out he was having breathing trouble oh, yeah that he was having breathing troubles and uh Mr. Kwame had to take him to the hospital himself instead of in an ambulance. So I just feel like, and then, but they weren't showing the same, they were showing a different energy for the people that were uh, getting texted the videos. They were trying to have everybody delete the video. So they had more concern for the video instead of the child that had just been assaulted. And I don't like Wait, it. They made him get up. They made him oh, yeah, sit up. Sit up. 
walk to a table in the cafeteria while he has just been hit, hit twice. in the head. He could have internal bleeding. Y'all don't know what's going on. We don't. He looked fine though, right? He looked fine. Like so you're a doctor. Him. Like, hmm? and I don't like when incidents happen in schools and they apologize to the public before they apologize to the family. Yeah. What the public got to do with this? Come to the families first, if anything. And so we spend a lot of our time um, explaining to districts why they need to show care, compassion, and concern. It's like talking to a bunch of test dummies. And I'm I'm gonna use that instead of what I really want to yeah. say. Yeah. Because you have emotionally vacant people leading districts where we send our prized possessions to. And then when something happens, like Jalen said, they are more concerned about their school's image than the lives of these babies. Mm-hmm. And that's where we're always gonna have a problem. Absolutely. Um I didn't see any school officials at the hospital when I showed up that night. I didn't see any school officials the next week. I have yet to see school officials show up to check on this child. What they did, because I went to the school board meeting and they can rewind it, they can pull the dates. When I told them what happened with this child, I was called a liar. Liar. I was gaslit. I was told that or I'm sorry, they sent one of the school board members to my office. He told me he checked with the superintendent. The superintendent told him that they did call the parents. They never called his father. His father is the custodial parent. They never called his father. His father got a call from a child who was on the campus. Then it was like, oh, no, the father sent the ambulance away. Why would the father send the ambulance away if he knew his child was hit twice in the head with a fire extinguisher based on what a child on campus told him? So it's just this, you know, deflect, deflect, lie, Mm -hmm. deflect, cover up, lie, deflect. And then, so he goes to the school board meeting. Now, all of a sudden, people are calling him. How many months later? At least two, maybe three. Two? Two? About two. Now they're calling him. Now they want to know what they can do for the family. Now they want to say, how's your son doing? You have to be told to be a human being and to check on people. I'm offended. Yeah. I'm absolutely offended. And he was just one parent at that meeting. At that meeting, you also had a parent of a 10 year old girl who the teacher grabbed her from behind and was holding on to her um, in the para pride keys out her hand. Now this is a baby with autism. I don't know if y'all know about autistic children, Mm -hmm. but you cannot cut off their exits and you cannot get them to do things in the way that you may engage children without Mm -hmm. that specific disability it's a bunch of boneheads in these districts not only that there was a mother there whose child on the first hot day of the summer 105 degrees splashed water on himself and they charged him with vandalism like that makes sense vandalism talking about he created a hazard because he splashed water on himself and somebody could have come into the bathroom and slipped a bunch of morons (laughs) And so then we come in there and we start asking questions and Mm -hmm. everybody wants to act stupid. Mm -hmm. Like the two teachers over, I'm sorry, the teacher and the parent over at Sheldon High School Mm -hmm. calling kids niggers in classes. We go in there. One of the advocates say, tell us what you say to us, what you said to the children. All of a sudden, people got sense. Oh, I'm not going to say that. Why are you not going to say it now? You was big and bad with the babies. Right. Go ahead and say it. We all want to know what was the lesson. I said, what page were you on? Yeah. Because I pulled the book. What page were you on? What part of the lesson? Only to find out. So the district released a statement said that this this teacher was discussing the uh, doggone it. What's the name of the book? Real quick. Uh, Their eyes were watching God. Yeah, their eyes watching God. They were the Hollywood movie. No, no, no. um, (laughs) Zora Neale Hurston. Their (laughs) eyes were watching God. Right. So I'm like, oh, okay, <laughs> cool. What page were you on? Crickets. Mm. What, what, what part of the lesson were you on? Oh, I was on a pre-lesson. We hadn't even opened the book. So, so you got a whole pre-lesson. <sighs> I'm going to need that document that you handed the children. I have yet to get the document. So again, how they engage our children and what we're going to do as the adults to stand in the gap to take some of these hits that these mm-hmm. babies are receiving because they really don't want it. They don't mm-hmm. want no smoke for real. 
They want to play with these children. They want to frustrate the children because there's an unequal power balance, yeah. imbalance, right? Right. And so you have the teachers doing what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And then you have the administration responding in the way that they're responding. Then you have the superintendent who, I'm going to just go on to my next point. And then you have the school board members. That is their only employee, the superintendent. And can't nobody give anybody direction. So with your staff, (laughs) (laughs) do you plan on giving some direction um, to your staff in terms of what you want to see when an issue arises? Absolutely. What can we count on you for? Because I'm I'm pissed at this. No, not only will you be able to, not only will I be responsible, but my staff will be too. I plan on being a hands-on working council person. So yes, I'll have staff. Yes, sometimes staff will be there in my place, but you can best believe that I'm going to be there also and working. So no, you will have, people will have direct contact with me. And just because you're not on the school board, there are meetings called two by twos or some sort of thing. So I believe, well, there's some, there are some, so I don't know exactly what that is, but I know there are times where like county and city officials meet together Mm -hmm. to work on stuff together. But I don't know about, but I would assume it would be the same thing for maybe some of the school boards if we cross if we're near them Mm -hmm. that we would work on something putting stuff together yeah because i know i know here i don't grove i know they have two by twos with and and it's the uh school board and the city council people okay um and they may include uh county people too because we're in the county of sacramento so we'll have to look into that but there are things that can be done absolutely because this is some foolishness and and i'm 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 just about had it with these people no, um, I agree. I, like I said, I had a kid in the in Sac City. So if I had to stand in a gap for her and I just couldn't imagine there not being somebody to be an advocate for my kid. So there, I'm sure that there are a ton of kids who didn't have that. Yeah. And so we just want to make sure that the families of this community and other communities know that we are education advocates here at Black Youth Leadership Project. Should you be experiencing an issue Uh, in your school district and you need a little bit of support we are right here waiting for you to give us uh don't call us go ahead and go to the (laughs) website and file a complaint because that's what they're going to tell you if you call i was going to say call us don't call us go ahead and go to the website and file a complaint www.bylp.org backslash complaints um but i have to before we get out of here i have to i have to go to this this teacher over at cordova high school (laughs) he cussed them out real good um, and, and of, of course, you know, we don't expect any teachers, uh, to go off on their students in that way. Um, we expect them to exhibit professionalism, especially if they're black, because they're always going to be judged harsher. Yeah. Um, but you had a chance to see the video. Did you see yep. the video? Did. Um, talk to me. What, what are you seeing? I, the, okay. So the only thing I seen that was wrong with it is, was the language that he used because he's a teacher. Yeah. Okay. And Only the way he said it, what he was saying made perfect sense because I'm from that neighborhood. I'm from. I went to Cordova for a year, and I went back last year and seen how the kids at Mills were acting. Uh-huh. And when I was, what they were telling me is was that, that that was pre-COVID, right? No, that was the year after. Like, the real com- a- oh, coming back from coming COVID. Back from COVID. So oh, he was Lord. saying, uh, I was talking to what uh, I'm still good friends with the people up there, and they were telling me it's bad up there. Like they had people. Going up to the McDonald's up there, stepping on people's cars. Like they, what? they are. Oh, somebody bad. would step no, on my car. It's bad up there right <laughs> now. So I can only imagine what they were doing. And what he was saying wasn't, it was, it was good, but the way he said it was not good. Okay. Yeah. Um, first looking at the video, I had to see who was in the right and who was in the wrong because right off the bat, there was a whole lot of cussing. And I'm like, <laughs> what is going on? I'm looking at my- I'm looking at my mom. She's just looking at me. I'm like, what's, what's going on Because here? I don't want to tell her what to think. Right, I just right, want to right. show it. Yeah, yeah And yeah. so I had to, like, contemplate. And I was very much just like, mom, what's going on here? Like, but um, so my first reaction to it was because he is a teacher, there was a different route that he could take. The language he was using, 
I wouldn't really cuss, you know, just it puts you it makes you look really bad. Right. And so if you're going to handle a situation, handle it a little more professionally. But I understand that this might have been a teacher who was very liked by all who's always very personal with his students. So he thought that in this moment he could be personal with them. Um, and you could also tell, by the way, another student walked in mm -hmm. and though he was cussing at some other kids, he also cussed at this kid talking about some mom hotter than fried chicken. I'm like, oh, and he's like, turn that ish off. But the student wasn't didn't take an offense. He just like, hey, let he just sat down. Sit down. Sat down. And, you know, so I kind of got to realize that it was less of his fault and more of there was obviously a reaction. There was a there was a what do you call it? cause and effect. Mm -hmm. Something had to happen for this teacher to pop off like that, especially if he is known as somebody who is liked by a whole bunch of students. Um, now, do I think that he shouldn't be held accountable? Of course, I feel like he should be held accountable. But mm -hmm. let's not move around the fact that he's not the he's not the bad guy here. Like there's two sides to every story. And I feel like other teachers might judge him harshly because of how he handled the situation. But I think as far as I know, they send the bad kids over to his class because ah. they can't handle them. So it's like, don't judge him for how he handled the situation mm -hmm. when y'all y'all let go when mm. because y'all couldn't do it. Like, like you and know. if I remember correctly, Mills is six through eight. Yes, it so is. So it's well when I when we were there, right? it was uh, seven to nine. Mm. No, no, yes, six it was. to yeah. seven to nine because Cordova was ten to twelve. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. You yeah, got whispering yeah, in the back. Yeah, no. <laughs> he whispering. That's Mr. Delay over there. Oh, whispering so it's, in the it's corner. seven and nine then. <laughs> no, seven and nine. And then middle eight, schoolers. Six, six to eight, eight now. now. Yeah, six okay. to eight now. What? Nine to twelve. Nine to and twelve. And middle yeah. schoolers is crazy. And so I'm not even. I went to Albert Einstein. We were only seven through eight. <laughs> we were a little different. Uh, <laughs> and I want to. I want to get Sam in here. Sam, did you see the video <laughs> that we're talking about? No. Okay. So I'm gonna have to send you that video, but basically this teacher was um, recorded and he was going off on his class. Uh, it sounded like maybe somebody had said something to him and he was responding. Uh, he responded like an old uncle uh, in the South. Um, he let them all have it. Um, and so, you know, I believe that teachers should be held accountable, but I want them to have the same energy they have with white teachers who say the N-word. Oh, yeah. Uh, and they are given grace. Mm -hmm. What say you, Sam? Um, I would agree that, <laughs> like, you give, the, you give, like, white teachers, let's say the, uh, like, say the N-word, they get paid leave. Mm, yeah. They get, they get respectfully fired or they get a job at a school no yeah mm. you said respectfully fired <laughs> like like they're, they're not gonna trash them they're gonna be like well they we put them on a, an administrative leave they give, them a little, they give them a little a letter of recommendation at their at their other school they be like they have good teaching habits mm -hmm. so they're giving some grace and they're yeah. giving a soft place to land right yep. Okay. And I so just, we want that same energy? Yeah. I just don't like <laughs> hypocrites. That's all. I want to add a point because yeah. you brought up the that you you said that they felt he felt like they were person he can get personal with them. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that should be one of the best teachers that you should have. Yes. You can get per that can be personable with you. Of course. And for but let me challenge that. Okay. Because the teachers over at Sheldon felt that they could call these kids. Okay, that's not. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Yeah. Let me tell you what they said. Okay. Okay. I... The teacher at Sheldon who called that that kid a nigger in her class said, "I thought our relationship was better than this." Wait. Yeah, but that's just. But that's, know your place. Like, wait, that's, <laughs> that's just like that's, 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 wait. that's not even. <laughs> Yeah, that's, I have that's another. Another. I have enough comments. Sam is telling us that our our mic has static on it. Is that what Sam is saying? That's what Sam is saying. Oh, oh, is it? Okay, so can I? Go ahead. It's like I have enough. Okay. I have enough common sense to know that if me and a person's relationship is super strong, I'm not gonna still call them out. Of, like, I feel like that's what's wrong. If you don't learn or if you don't teach the right history, they feel like they can do or say whatever Agreed. they want. And I think one of somebody had said that. Oh, they better get used to the word. I'm like, get used that to the N word. Mm -hmm. Wait, wait, wait. That was a paraprofessional? Said that they better Somebody get used to being called the N-word. That's what they're saying. Get used to the N-word. Get used to it. 
but they like to have this high regard for the F word or any other slur. Right. But the N word, oh, just get used to it. Interesting. Why should I have to get used to that? And I've, and like I had said, it doesn't matter how what how personal me and another person Mm-mm. are. I know to respect them. Like, it doesn't matter how personal we may be. Respect always comes first. I'm not going to exactly. call you out of your name and then, ha-ha, hee-hee, ha-ha. Like, no, it's not a joke. Right. That's, no. where, I, that's where I think the two differ, differ is mm-hmm. one was a lack of respect mm-hmm. and one was just poor choice of words. Gotcha. <laughs> poor choice of words. And are you saying that because one is a white teacher mm-hmm. and no. the other is a black teacher? No. Because saying, that's what people will say. I'm well, saying okay. that because one was got the N-word used the in the other? No. No. Okay, then that's two different fruits. And nobody and nobody was called out of their name. Okay. It was just it was just Well he did say well 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 okay. he did, yeah. he did say um some student's name and he said this student was placed in my class because she couldn't get along with other teachers. So that's what he said? That's what the teacher said. Mm-hmm. In no, the video? what did he say to mm-hmm. really? Oh. Wait, that's huh. Yeah. Interesting. Well, well, interesting. Well, well, it looks like, and I hate to cut it off, but we are over. Oh, <laughs> yeah, we definitely are. I'm looking at the time. I was like, let's, <laughs> let's, keep, let's, keep, let's keep going. And, and they're telling me that we got static, so we're going to cut it off. Yeah. Um, and we're going to see what the heck happened. It might be, I don't know what it was. But uh, thank you for uh, joining us here at Black versus the Board of Education. We want to thank you, our, our special guest, Mr. Miko Heim. We invite you to come and sit in with hey, us anytime. Of course. Y'all got me. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be a panelist. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Awesome. And with that, we're going to hit y'all with the wave. We'll catch you next Monday right here. It's Halloween tricks or treats. Oh, yeah. Uh, next week, we'll think about dressing up. I'm not really with Halloween. I'm dressing we'll up. what's going on. I'm about to be I'm dressed as Dorothy be... from The Wiz. Oh, come on, Dorothy from The Wiz. You said what, Sam? I don't celebrate Halloween. I ain't got to celebrate yeah. to dress up and look nice and have fun. When yeah, I went to church, I did have I to do that. I celebrate No, we don't celebrate. <laughs> we just have fun. Yeah, I don't go out. I ain't been out in a whole long time. Uh, and Jada always went to Harvest Festivals because we just still wanted her to get candy, I guess. I don't know. There's just some trunk or treats next week in District I'm 5 to go all to over the place. So. The haunt, no, I don't do haunted houses. No, ma'am. Uh, so, with my piece. <laughs> <laughs> so with that, we're going to hit you with the wave. Go ahead, Sam. Start us off. Start us off. Jada. Me? Oh. Oh, Mr. Miko. Right. right. I'm, like, what you mean? Okay. I'm sorry. My bad. My bad. Okay. I didn't mean to skip oh, you. Oh, Go ahead. Sam. Did it? Okay. Yeah. Uh, uh. <laughs> we will see you next week right here. Facebook and YouTube at 430 and we'll get our mics together. Whole <laughs> move, baby.